So welcome to our next uh, True Business Stories podcast and we're very pleased to be sitting out here at uh, Federal Mills with Sarah Thomas from SJ Personnel. So welcome Sarah. Awesome, thank you. Thanks Mark, thanks Bill. So as part of our True Business Stories we've uh, been trying to mix up the different businesses and um, this is our first HR or uh, employment or human resources, we'll come to that in more detail. And uh, We're looking forward to learning about your journey. So let's begin. Where did it start? Okay, so um, well, I started in Geelong. Well, born in Adelaide. So um, yeah, started in Australia. Born in Adelaide, family from the UK. So came over and um, started in Adelaide. Then moved moved through Geelong. So I've been Geelong most of my primary school. Went to Fines Park Primary School. Then moved on to Geelong College, which I. finished off there which was a great education and then uh, moved on to a gap year actually. I then took a year off and went to the UK to um, actually explore rowing was one of my big things. I was a massive rower so um, that was something that I wanted to go to the UK and and follow that bit of my dream and then came back and had to go to uni and went to Melbourne Uni and lived lived on res at St Hilda's. For a few years, um, studied at, I actually studied at RMIT, studied marketing, and then um, after that, moved my way back down to Geelong. So, yeah, so most of my life has been in Geelong, just did a lot of my study up in Melbourne. So Very good, very good. And so what led you into that? So what was your first job? Who, who was your first employer? I actually worked at Empire Grill, which is still, oh, wow. still my favourite <laughs> restaurant in Geelong. So I worked there for four years um, from during school on weekends at night. Um, and then when I actually went to Melbourne, I actually drove down a lot and did a lot of their functions and things. So I, and I still absolutely love Empire Grill to today. So yeah, it was one of my first jobs, which I, which, which was great for me. So. And after you left uni, what, where did you go to? What? I actually went to Cadbury Schweppes at the time is what, what it was at the time. So I did 12 months, I was 12 months there and I went into a marketing role. So market research role, looking at all the stats um, of how consumers purchase products and all about um, shopping trolleys and demographic groups and things like that. So um, that's where I started my career because marketing was where I had intended to go down and that was my passion. So I did definitely start my career out um, down that side of things. But it was the people side, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yep, that it changed. Yes. Well, well Sarah, just that's some similarities here, Mark. You originally came from England and went to India, lived there with your family, and found your way out here. And Sarah Jane, you did that just out of interest. Uh, rowing, which is one of my favourite topics. In fact, I row every day on a Concept Two, and I row ten kilometres a day. Oh. That's my current challenge. Like but it. But did you ever row at Henley, for instance, or any? No, I went to Henley, sorry, and watched rowers there, but I didn't actually row there. I did try out for the Nationals. I rowed for RMIT and started trying out, but the commitment with doing university and Mm. getting a job, it got to the point that um, I think I knew I was never good enough to make it anywhere, so I think I may have to make that choice. every schoolgirl, if they've got a chance, should do rowing. It's the the ultimate team sport, and my daughter has done a lot of it, and I... I've got a niece that, through rowing in Melbourne, won a four-year fully paid scholarship to the University of Michigan, all through wow. rowing. Wow. That was the ultimate, it's a fab, fabulous sport for, for young ladies in particular. Full on though. Like well, big, oh, that's, it's a commitment. Big commitment. I was doing, yeah, every lunchtime at school, I was doing mm. circuits in the gym, running, 
before school, after school, like it was. But then it kept me out of trouble. Which yeah. Do you still run? No, no. I still go to the gym and do mm. a lot of exercise. I think yeah. once you've been quite fit mm. in your junior age, you kind of follow that go. through. I think you, you lose it for a bit, like I think when I was at and uni. At, yeah, at Cadbury, just take me back there a bit, um, which was it chocolates or drinks? Choc- oh, it was actually natural confectionery companies, the bit oh, which yes, they own that. So that was yes. the area that I – that was my department that I had to work on. So, yeah, and they were new at that time. So it was looking at how they were incorporating that. Obviously, it was a while ago now. So how they incorporated that to the, to the shelf and what buyer would buy that and how much shelf space. And I've spent some time in St Kilda Road Head Office. Oh, there in you the go. Past. In my dark past, that dark is. dark past. That's right. <laughs> now, um, SJ Personnel is actually, uh, your, it's a family business. It is a family business. Because your dad's in the business. You yes. Tell us a bit of how all that came about. Yeah. Well, I fell into, um, funny enough, when I was at Cavalry, I went to go for a job at... Um, I went to a recruitment agency, I went to Michael Page in Melbourne to go for a job for another marketing role. And when I went in there, they said to me, actually, would you be interested in doing recruitment? And I didn't even know what recruitment was. <laughs> I was like, what, what is recruitment? So I never really knew much about it. Um, and then I went down, I think it was six interviews and tests and things to get into Michael Page. And then I decided to change careers and go into recruitment. So it was, um, wasn't something I'd ever looked at, ever considered. I really enjoyed it when I was there, then I've never looked back. So I stayed at recruitment in Melbourne um, at Michael Page. I moved my way up to a senior role there and then came to be HR manager at the Adventure Park in Geelong. So that that was great. And then moved in to help open up the Hayes recruitment in the Geelong when they moved to Geelong. So worked on that. And then then I, um, I got married and actually had my first son. So I had my son in 2011 and with that I was trying to work out recruitment. It takes up a lot of hours, um, a lot of late nights. So I was thinking to go back to work with children was going to be difficult. So my father and I decided let's start a business in the Geelong community around recruitment and HR that will actually work into a lifestyle with um, with my family and his lifestyle with wanting to look at retirement soon. So we came up with a concept, started SJ Personnel, which is Sarah Jane Personnel, and um, nearly 12 years ago now we started the business. And how are you balancing your your family life with your work life? Um, well, I've got three children now, so um, luckily all three are at school, which uh, they're just at Cadinia International College, mm-hmm. which is five minutes from the office here at Federal Mills yep. so it's convenient and we live in Batesford so it's all close so I do school drop off and pick up every day and so I do school hours um, when I'm face to face but then after hours I'll do from work like from home at night when the kids go to bed and all those kind of things but there's events on I've got a massive support network that if I need to do after hours, um, breakfast, chamber events, all those different things I've got family or um, my husband who will jump in and, and have the children. So, who's the boss, your dad or you? Mm, well, I think... He's, he's, not, to this. he's <laughs> not here, by the way. He's so. not here. So, he's... The, look, um, his name's Adam. Adam's amazing, but he's an accountant by trade. He's always been a CEO um, and those kind of things in the John community. He ran Give Where You Live so for a long time as well. So, he's really great with the numbers side of things and keeps me on track. So, I'm more out there spending and um, doing the marketing for the business and he pretty much keeps me on track and tells me to rein it in if I'm I'm going out there a bit too much. So it's quite a good balance because we're very different people. So I think we do work quite well together. And do you you regularly catch up and discuss the business and and have 
do you have a strategy session and business plans? And Yep, so every Monday we do a team meeting, which we actually involve the other staff members as well. So we come to the federal meals, go get a coffee, we sit down and we talk about what we're doing, where we're going, any issues we've had that, that week. He's a great mentor to Claudia, who's um, one of our younger staff members. So she, I think, really wants to learn from him and develop from him. So she, he's keeping a very strong mentor role with her in the business, which gives me more time to work on the business um, and less on that management side with her, which has kind of worked out quite well. That's fantastic. Let's just go back then and talk about SJ Personnel as a business. So describe to our listeners what does SJ Personnel actually do? Yeah. And are you a specialist in any area? So, you know, give us an overview of SJ Personnel. Yeah, okay. So we we specialise in small to medium organisations, mainly the Geelong region. Our um, What we do is we do recruitment from a permanent point of view, so find permanent staff employment. We find we do labour hire, so we are a labour hire organisation, and we put labour hire staff on with the City Grey Geelong being one of our big contracts, and um, we've got the State Victorian Government contracts as well, so we put a lot of their temp and labour hire on. We also do HR, so... An organisation that doesn't have their own internal HR manager, they'll outsource to us. So a lot of our clients will pay a monthly retainer and they can ring us or email us at any stage if there's any issues on contracts or um, staff queries or staff not doing the right thing, which happens regularly. So we have those phone calls all the time. So that kind of came about. And we also do career advice resumes as a bit of a side thing as well. We get that asked for quite a lot. So we do have anything to do with staff really we, we cover um, all avenues, which um, which means it's got a lot of flexibility to help your small to medium clients um, and then obviously the government clients we've got. So our, our first client we ever got actually is still our biggest client, which is ENS Trading. So we got them in the Geelong – that was our first client we ever got in Geelong nearly 12 years ago and then they've now moved us to do all their stores. They've got um, 12 stores now and a head office and all their drivers and – so we've probably been doing around 40 roles a year with them since the day we started 12 years ago. I, I noticed on your Facebook site they're always looking for people too. Yeah, well, uh-huh. since COVID they've just expanded and grown and, and and a great business they've got set up there. So we've been aligned with them for a very long time, almost like an internal recruiter for them. So they've really helped us develop and grow and and they're still with us today, which I think gives a bit of um, testimonial that yeah. relationships. Well, as I move around consulting to family-owned companies, it always amazes me... Um, the number of them that think they can do it all themselves and just put an ad on seek. Mm. And I always, I offer the advice that, not always taken, of course, uh, to go and use a professional. Yeah. Because it saves so much trouble. You know that the person is screened correctly, that's the other issue, mm-hmm. but a greater chance of retaining that person if it's done for, properly in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as I say, it, it's, a, it's a service that, I guess private business owners don't fully appreciate the benefits of using mm-hmm. a consulting company like you who understand it. You know, and particularly in the area of uh, HR and in the way that in Victoria, the law keeps changing. Mm-hmm. The legislation keeps changing all the time. And how do you, how do you keep on top of that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we need to... Yeah, we're obviously part of bodies. So mm-hmm. um, that... We get we um, follow that, look up on the website, find out what's going on. So, yeah, every query we get come through, like we don't know 
every law back to front and every um, award back to front. So when a client does come through to us, naturally we do that research, we interpret what the data is and then we come back with the appropriate advice which will work for their industry. So it's just a matter we know where to find that resource, how to find it, um, yeah, register with a few few bodies that we've got support. Um, so then we obviously then pass it on to the clients. Well, just taking, sorry, Mark, just taking your background and your transition and, and you described to us before about education and moving around you've got three children Mm -hmm. boys girls two boys and a girl so what do you think the opportunities are for them in the future and what would you advise any of our listeners who have got children at school at the moment how to guide them in career advice yeah I just think obviously finishing school is is an absolute good start. Yes, it's a good start. I know, I know. There's lots of opportunities now. You can leave, and I know there's trades and those things which are which are amazing. And my husband's an electrician, so I'm absolutely all for trade. But I do think even if you're going to go down the trade path, at least just get year 12 done. Finish your schooling. I think it just teaches you and gives you so many boundaries going forward. And then from there, you can find out where you want to go. But even just getting the workforce as early as possible. So I think it. Um, 14 and 7 months you can officially get a job now so I just always say they should start working straight away even when they're at school go work at Safeway at McDonald's somewhere like that even just one day a week start to learn understand how tax works and how money works and how hard it is to earn and the value of it and superannuation then they'll actually appreciate probably what mum and dad do in the home as well how money um, how hard it is to to earn and what you need to do and so I think teaching children those morals and boundaries is really important and that's what we're trying to do for our children. And um, and also you don't really need to know, I think people are so worried when they finish year 12, what, what, what am I going to do? They're saying now you'll change your career so many more times than, than, than older generations where you'd get a job at Ford and stay there for 30, 40 years. Like that doesn't happen anymore. So people are changing careers. Well, I read recently that the average day, you know, say for somebody in their between 20 and 30 around that age group, is two years. Two years, yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I've heard that people anywhere from seven to 14 career changes. Yep. In the, we've been reading the same book, I think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I think it's out there everywhere. Yeah, which, which you wouldn't have heard of that. So the, generally, if you look at the older generations, people, yeah, like I'm just thinking Ford of Geelong, Ford because obviously it's a long time standing here, people would be there 30, 40. Once you got a job, you kind of stay there to retirement, whereas generation now have not no way they're thinking what's the next best thing so technology's changed there's always a next next new thing that's coming so i think with children these days finishing year 12 just get education behind you but you don't have to know what you're going to do because you're probably going to change so often anyway but i think it's more about the morals you bring into that workforce so you know being at work being ethical at work having a great culture at work turning up on time being reliable keeping to your word if you can do that then you can kind of adapt that to any role so I think that's more important doing that with your children than talking about what do you want to do when you're older. Yeah, that's great advice, isn't it, Mark? The, uh, that, that is, I, I just a quick follow-on, talking about culture. Um, Sarah, you and I have been judges on the Geelong Business Awards recently and we've not together, we've gone to separate businesses as judges. The one thing that uh, I saw that is a really pertinent fact about people who are finalists is that most of them didn't lose any people during... COVID, they actually went out of their way to keep them on mm-hmm. and that they have had very little staff turnover mm-hmm. through that period. And that comes, I believe, back to culture. And yeah, what absolutely. were your obs- – did you get similar observations? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. culture's different 
to everybody. Yeah. So, um, like some people, like obviously some people who women in the workforce naturally having flexibility in, in the workforce is really amazing, and they can work from home some days a week with their children, which is amazing. They can do school pick up, drop off. I think that's becoming so much more acceptable now. Whereas a few years back, it was just nine to five in the office. There was I just don't think we had the flexibility. So, I think that culture is amazing. We're actually looking at what it's not just money that people want. I know ultimately everyone wants wants a good income, but there's so many other factors of how they're treated when they come to work, you know, are they valued? Can they have a laugh at work? Do people ask, actually invest in them, ask how their day is, ask how their night is, actually care for them, make them feel like it's a family and treat them well. Whereas I hear um, so many candidates we place, they'll go into an organisation, people don't say good morning to them and they just sit there all day and they say, it's horrible. Like... We've all been there. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. no one talks, and they're just like, we, I know we're there to do a job, but we, you still spend a lot of time at work, and you're still a human being. You still want to be valued and asked how you're going and checking in. Like, are you doing all right? Everyone is going to have a hard patch at you know at work. Like life, life's difficult for everybody in, in one way or another. So I think checking in on people and actually generally caring are you doing all right do you want to go home early today do you want to bring your dog to work to make you feel better like just having that flexibility and understanding that we're all human whereas i think previously we didn't have that it's interesting i i um, have a philosophy of management by wandering about i used to call it which was every day walking wherever i was working to see everybody just for the quick walk around good morning how are you yeah how did the party go on the weekend? Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't you? How's your wife getting on? How's your daughter getting on? Just that quick conversation yeah. made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I worked for a uh, CEO at Target who, same philosophy, mm-hmm. he would suddenly appear next to people at their workstations. And it was this management by wandering about, but it's having a vested interest in people. Yeah, and you value them. And that's and, what people want to yeah. feel valued. Like, and, and he, one of his tricks that he did, which I, 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 it's again a very simple thing, he'd get an ice cream truck to turn up, or I, and then he'd say, announce over the PA at Target head office, ice creams for free today, and there'd be this queue, yeah. costing virtually nothing, yeah. but, but everybody loved it. So oh, amazing! It's interesting; those sort of things aren't everywhere. I don't know why people don't understand. It's the simple things that people embrace more. Yeah, yeah. So, Sarah, where where do you see? Yeah, the the employ the people that you're employing at the moment and the jobs you're employing for. Do you see that changing? What what is the push now in terms of jobs that are needed? Yeah, oh, look, it's changed since yeah day one. It's constantly changing um, and adapting. And there's some industries that you know some roles are still very consistent. So healthcare and those things, you know, people need to be at work and and, and doing doing their role. Whereas other industries are changing a lot because you obviously can now hire people offshore to do different things like marketing and um, social media. A lot of that seems to be PAs. So there is a lot of change over time. Um, But it's adapting to that. So the market is still pretty tough, I must admit, trying to find staff, um, which everyone's well aware of. There's a massive shortage of staff um, everywhere and definitely in the Geelong region. And it's coming to the point that everyone's just pinching people from other other firms and then backfilling and that's kind of where it's sitting at the moment because it's the only way that we can because there's actually not a big enough pool to find people. So it's um, we're trying to upskill, we're trying to get a lot more grads in and really give them more opportunities than they would have had previously. So we're trying to look outside the box and do those things, get 
a lot more um, a lot more women are returning to work workforce quicker than they would have previously because we can do flexible working arrangements. They can do school pick up and drop offs, which previously that was probably frowned upon in in, in years back. Um, working from home, so hybrid is come massive. So people are happy, um, you know, if they're offered to work at home one or two days a week, that's quite appealing. Then driving, especially if they're in Melbourne, driving up and down the highway every day. So I think the flexibility has been amazing. Um, but now a lot of companies are offering similar flexibility. It's getting harder to There's pull no, them in. No point of difference. Yes, which That's is coming. So now and then I think the salaries are definitely going up. So we've noticing that, which is making a lot of smaller businesses struggle. So when you, some of your big businesses can, can handle those salary requirements. But I am finding your small to medium companies in Geelong are missing out on a lot of staff because they just don't have, they don't have the spend. Um, or if they do pay someone over um, what they generally would be worth, then obviously the cost of that product goes up. Which then affects everybody as well. So yeah, but doesn't isn't there also a bit of a lesson there for business owners, in that if somebody leaves to because they've been offered more money, that and I've got some live examples in my own family, where if the culture's right and everything else is right, regardless of the amount of money they've been offered to move, they won't move because they love it where they are. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not always about the money. But unfortunately, some of the money being thrown around and the sign-on bonuses are out of all proportion. That, yeah. That's what's happening. Well, if people don't save money, but then I suppose interest rates are going up, cost mm. of living is going up, yeah. so they may be loving where they are. They may think the culture is going to be just as great somewhere else. So people sometimes, you know, don't know. You get sold when you go to an interview and you get told how amazing it is. Sometimes you don't realise to actually get in there the grass wasn't greener it's and the extra money wasn't worth it. Um, but if you do get thrown a fair bit of money in front of you, you, you know, naturally, oh, any human... There's no yeah, doubt there about is, that. Yeah. yeah. But so, so the, um, tell me, uh, why Geelong? Why, what's so good about living, working and being in Geelong and running a business in Geelong? Uh, I absolutely love Geelong. So I'll never leave Geelong. Is, is, well, hopefully I'll never leave Geelong. So um, I just love it's the community. So everyone... Um, the loyalty that you build with people, you help everyone out, everyone helps each other out. Um, I think we all give back to the community. I think everyone's out to well, – we particularly try and um, help the region in, in every way we can, hence being a part of the Business Awards. We do a lot of um, pro bono work and help out um, with recruitment and HR with a lot of clients in the um, community sector to help, help the region. So I just think it's such a great place – um, we've got something, everything to offer. There's so many great families and um, support networks around, great facilities. There's so much growth coming here. Like Geelong is just booming and it's going to continue to boom with, you know, a lot of the businesses coming to Geelong region. Um, since COVID, everyone seems to want to come down here as well. We've got the beaches and we've got Melbourne an hour up the road, but then also the traffic's here's much better. The schooling is fantastic. So I just think the opportunities for families and children and the lifestyle is what's incredible here um and that's something that really appeals to me geelong is victoria's second biggest city and most successful city and regardless of what anyone in melbourne thinks listening to this is we're not a suburb of melbourne that's the the other big issue so sarah lots of businesses that i do a bit of mentoring with um hr is just seen as something we can do ourselves and bill touched on this earlier Mm -hmm. and that's when they get into trouble Mm -hmm. So what sort of services can you offer as you talked about being like the HR person for the, for the business? Mm-hmm. 
can you, how, how small do you go to or how do you do that and yeah 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 no people do think they can do it I, I find some of our clients come to us when they've got um usually an issue so they'll get like a yep. fair work claim or something will come through and yeah. it's almost too late so we come on board once the damage is kind of being done so we're trying to help them through that um so we do say a lot of clients we try and pre-set things up so the damage doesn't happen so setting up process and procedures in that organization and policies that um, everyone can abide by making sure the contracts are correct from day one and everything's in them just in case so it's just covering everything off and naturally things are are going to occur We're, we're dealing with with humans being so you know um it's it's not black and white by any means it's definitely a gray area but we try and our role is try and set every single thing up to ensure um a great environment for the employee and employer as much as possible um going forward so we work with everyone we had a startup the other day who was hiring their first staff member and they had never put a contract together so they rang and just said, we literally just don't even know how to do a contract and what you need to put in there. So we'll mentor them through that. We'll create the contract for them. Um, we'll put everything in place up to we do um, we do HR for a lot of uh, bigger organisations where we'll go in actually, some of them we do one day a week on site. So we actually sit there and be their full in-house HR. That will do a lot of the um, process improvement, help with mentoring staff members, do all their reviews, um, so it's actually being there, yeah, their on-site assistance in every every possible way. So it's it's something that's absolutely needed, especially um, these days with with mental health in the workforce as well. Which, which is people get quite confused of what's allowed, what's not allowed. Um, so I think having someone you can call on and just getting that advice is is really handy, so you don't get um, caught out later down the track. Fantastic. And what do you do? to get your head in the right space? What's your escape? I do um, I do Pilates and yoga most days. So I'm alarms on at 5.15 every morning and I go to Upstate actually, which is one of our clients. We've done a bit of work for them. Boy, so. Are they doing well? They are doing very well. Yes. So now they've partnership with Cotton On. So yes. very, good, that's, very good business there. Yeah, so they're going, I think there's five new Upstates coming now um, since Cotton On partnered with them. So they're going to go massive now which is which is amazing so i've been a part of that journey since upstate started um when they had their first little one and i've been yeah but that to me it's my outlet so i go an hour every day and it's in a hot room and, and you just seem to um yeah reset and rethink about things and then and get on with your day so yeah Fantastic. they've been incredible and besides your father do you have a mentor I don't necessarily have a mentor um i do a lot with um with a lot I work very closely with a lot of other business owners, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily a mentor, but we work closely and share ideas and share um, situations that we're going through and try and help each other through those. We're very involved with different events like the Chambers and those kind of things that offer a lot of um, podcasts, or they offer a lot of, um, sorry, log on to Zooms and different things on different topics that are out of interest. So if there's something I'm struggling with, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on and jump on a podcast or I'll go to a function and learn about that. But I don't necessarily have a a, um, a mentor that no, I'm No, but you've checking. got, and I know the word network can mean many things, but Mark and I, have, for the last 13 years, have had breakfast with a group of company directors for um, once a month for the last 13 years. And we the stuff we have shared, both business, it was originally set up because we wanted to improve our performance as board members. 
Mm-hmm. But now, boys, it's become a lot more pers- well, personal than that. It's, it's a big it? mentoring session at such. That's yeah, it's right. great. Yeah, it's very good. So, Sarah, if people want to get in touch with you, how's the, the best way? Yep, so we are phone, email, website, social media, we're across all avenues. And so what's the website, website is? Just yeah. au. Fantastic. So, Sarah, it's been a, a privilege meeting you today. Great business. We've heard, heard lots of you and I've seen you around a lot. So I'm, I'm really pleased to learn a little bit more about where you're going. Yeah. Good luck in the future. And yes, Sarah, I uh, have this, the same uh, pleasure of interviewing you today. And it's, the, our interviews are always done on the basis that anyone listening to who's a small bus- a business owner, big or small, will actually learn something from it and mm-hmm. gl- glean some new information. And hopefully now, instead of pressing the button and going to Zeek, Seek, mm-hmm. they've got a, an alternative in SJ personnel. So yeah. thank you, Sarah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bill. Thanks, Mark. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you by Barwon Southwest Mentors. If you'd like to know more about how we can help your business, look at smeadvisory.com.au for contact details.